Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 24 winner of the Hurt Trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. and trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Down on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta. We've been waiting for for three decades. Archibald Richardson. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x dot c a. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now. Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Chad. Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott joining you in Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, by our Lease Your Next Office Network printer. From the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. That's right, rush to open. And it's going to give us a question right out of the gate. I, I know I was, you know, going down that black hole that is this whole thing, this internet web thing, and I was watching uh, Kiss be interviewed. And they were asked, who is the best opening act that you ever saw? And they were split between Rush and ACDC. Now, to me, ACDC is kind of on another level. Uh, But it's interesting with Rush because at times, and hey, we are Canadian, I sense that they're an acquired taste. Kiss, certainly in the mid-1970s, around the time that Beth came out, was one of the biggest bands in the world. They were hot there for a while. Who do you like more, Rush or Kiss? I mean, I know who Robin Brownlee likes more because Robin's an old school Kiss fan. But I'd like to know who you know more, who you like more. You can uh, rip us anytime on a text at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors renovating. Come see what's on sale now at one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue, or at ashleyfineflores.com. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. It is a game night in T.O. 
Sportsnet broadcast television-wise, Jack Michaels, who will be joining us on today's show, along with Louis DeBrusque, uh, Cam Moon, and myself. We'll have the call along with Rob Brown and Reed Wilkins. Oilers Radio Network, pregame 3.30, puck drop at 5 o'clock. And that's our top story. For legacy heating and cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. And hey... The top story is this. The Toronto Maple Leafs do not have Austin Matthews. As we quickly jump into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. That's a game changer. I mean, I think it was Jason Greger tweeted out that Matthews and McDavid went 12 minutes head-to-head in the last game. Matthews had the advantage in terms of the uh, face-off circle. By the way, we will hear from both Elliot Freeman for the River Cree Resort and Casino from NHL Hockey and Rogers and uh, local product Bob McGill, who played 13 seasons in the, in the NHL, doing it the old-fashioned way. Chuck and the Knuckles uh, from the Leafs Nation Network uh, analyst Bob McGill coming up. A little bit later on today, but no Austin Matthews into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. And Dave Tippett had this to say on whether uh, the Leafs not having Matthews changes anything from an Edmonton perspective. You know what? We've talked about some things that we want to do as a team, and the other team, you recognize their strengths, weaknesses, things you got to be aware of, and uh, so we'll. That won't change how we how we talk about things. You know, we've, we've got some parts of our game that we liked the other night and some parts we can improve. And, you know, their uh, their lineup is less concerning to me about uh, than, than it is. We want to make sure our lineup is prepared. All right. Uh, we'll also tell you Joe Thornton is out for Toronto. Meanwhile, it looks like Alex Chason's coming out. Uh, why don't we do this? We're going to skip back into the game day lineup report. It is brought to you on game days by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. So Connor McDavid up front with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Cassian. Uh, the orders will also have Leon Dreisaitl with Dominic Cahoon and Connor Yamamoto. Yamamoto, 30 points in 32 games over the last two seasons with the Oilers, plus 21. Of course, McDavid and Drysettle. Drysettle and McDavid won two in NHL scoring last season. Kyle Turris tonight with Tyler Innes and Yesapoliarvi. That looks to be the uh, uh, line combo. Innes, 12 and 16 goal seasons his last two years in the NHL. Poliarvi, by the way, had 12 goals in 17-18. And Kyle Turris would like to get going. A guy that has been going has been Devin Shore. He's going to play fourth-line center. We believe he's going to be with James Neal and Josh Archibald. And we go back in the orders now, Audio Vault, and Dave Tippett had these comments on Neal and what he theoretically could add to the power play and how it kind of changes the look with Alex Jason. Uh, same kind of net front presence, but you got a right shot and a left shot. Just to, you know, I thought that was one of our strengths last year is you had both those guys could jump out there and give it a little different look. So, you know, that left shot, and he was pretty good on it last year. He's, he's, he's a goal scorer around that net, so just a little different look. we we got to get him up and going. He's, uh, hopefully we can get him in the lineup tonight. We'll get him, get him up and going and uh, see where he can get to. All right, and I'm going to have to dig in deeper on the numbers here because I think that there's a disproportionate relationship between the Edmonton Oilers, currently number 21 ranked power play, which was number one in the NHL last year. The Oilers are 
21st in the league on the power play, 14.3%. But to me, it seems like their scoring chances would be maybe in the top 10 uh, in terms of scoring chances created per 60 minutes played. So I'm going to do some digging on those numbers. Just regarding the power play, uh, Neil is a left shot, scored uh, at least in the first well, the first three games that he played in Edmonton last year, he had six goals. He got two against L.A. and four against the Islanders. And by my count, he had four to the left of the net. And the change in the complexion is when uh, the owners in their one three one formation have Nugent Hopkins on the left side half boards. Um, Okay, and they end up in a situation. I'm I'm, I'm kind of confusing you here, but when they when they have Nugent Hopkins left side half board, Strysdale middle bumper, McDavid right side, it's an easier pass from Nugent Hopkins down low to Chase on, who's a right shot in that situation. It changes up when the Oilers have uh, Neil, who is a left shot situated on the right side as McDavid's on the right side half boards, and that frees up opportunities for Neal to open up and shoot from the short side. You'll see Connor McDavid try to drag the defenseman up higher, and there's an opportunity to pop the puck down low, and it's a pass between the skate and the stick, and that's where Neal's ripped a couple homes. So we'll look to see if that helps out an Oilers power play. Again, um, I know there's some statistical models that have Edmonton actually creating a fair amount on the power play. It's almost been a bigger issue in terms of the zone entries to point. So far this year, uh, in terms of Tyson Berry, uh, I'd say that's uh, we'll just see how that goes here over time. It wasn't going to happen, and obviously the Oilers scored a huge power play in the last game. Alex Chason had good power play numbers too, but again, we believe it's going to be Neal with Shore and Archibald, and we know for sure Shore is not going out. The Oilers again will have to make a move. We discussed that on yesterday's show in order to activate Neal. Uh, if Nygaard, who doesn't appear to be in the lineup today, since he's already cleared waivers, Edmonton could easily um, put Nygaard back on the taxi squad, and then they'd have to move somebody that's on the taxi squad right now down at Bakersfield. I'm just checking to see if Rodriguez, Olivier Rodriguez, is one of those guys that is currently listed on the taxi squad. It might be him. It might be Alan Quine. I don't know what Edmonton's going to do. We'll find out that later on. Just back to Devin Shore. Brennan, have I given you enough uh, time? To- yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Uh, Devin Shore has become a story here for Edmonton. He had a window. We know that Gaetan Haas is coming back for the Oilers at some point. Another right shot. Turris is a right shot at center. McDavid and Dreisaitl. Shore went head-to-head against the Tavares line in the last game uh, with Archibald. Tonight it looks like he's going to have Neal on his line instead of Archibald and Chase on two righties uh, playing the wings. And Shore has made the most of his opportunity. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. You're exactly right, Bob. He's uh, he's come in and he's there was a role there that uh, you know we we're kind of auditioning people, and he jumped in and he and he. He's really kind of grabbed it. He's, he's a smart player. You can tell he's a good pro. He, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of things well that we're looking for. And his, his work ethic, puck play has been pretty good. So, uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, we'll continue to kind of monitor that. But he's come in and, you know, kind of give us a, a little energy down on that fourth line and, uh, and play, play pretty well. Yeah, not only can he play center, he can play the wing. And I mention that because it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Oilers will go McDavid, Drysaddle, Turris, and Haas down the middle at some point, and Shore might be on one of the wings um, and give Edmonton another option. The Oilers have increased depth in the bottom six. 
We haven't necessarily seen it come to fruition in terms of the five-on-five play. I'm not saying it's as high-end scoring as what Montreal has shown to date. I mean, the others, you know, you got a guy like Gallagher that's a two-time 30-goal scorer to fully score 20 goals multiple times. They had Anderson, who scored 20 goals. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens have Letton, who has 52 goals in the last four years, on their fourth line. Uh, you know, Armia got knocked out of the game last night, but he's had 16, 17 goal seasons in the NHL. Like, they got a lot of guys that contribute in a variety of roles there. And we didn't even talk about Tatar. Remember that name. Uh, Tatar along with uh, Jonathan Drouin. So, McDavid, RH and Cassian, Dry Settle, Cahoon, Yamamoto, Terrace, Ennis, Apoliarvi. We believe Shore with Neil and Archibald will be confirmed later today. Nurse with Bear, Russell and Barry, Cuckoo and Larson. The owners will have 11 first-round draft choices dressed in tonight's lineup. Uh, six players that are playing north of 20 minutes per game. McDavid, 22-21, RH, 22-16, 3D over 20 minutes a game, including Nurse, Bear, Ed Tyson Berry, five players, 30 age plus. For the Maple Leafs, because they do not have, these are our best guess on what we think the Leafs are going to do. Uh, they do not have Austin Matthews and they don't have Joe Thornton. That's two thirds of their top line. The Leafs are 15th in the league in goals for 18th in goals against. They're averaging three for both. Fifth on the league on the power play, 18th in PK. Uh, they got one of the best shot differentials in the league, plus 7.2 shots per game, and they're second in the league in faceoff. So they've got some good numbers, but they're losing Matthews, who's playing 23-24 per game, and I'd argue is their best player. With all due respect to Tavares and Marner, who are very good players, Austin Matthews is a top-10 player in the world. And that's going to be a big loss. And unfortunately for you Oilers fans over the last few years, sometimes the Oilers haven't dealt with prosperity well. They are catching a break tonight. they got to capitalize. Here's what I think the Leafs are going to do. Tavares with Hyman and Nylander. Uh, Hyman's moved up uh, and down a bit, back-to-back 21-goal seasons. Interesting, unrestricted free agent this year. I'm sure Toronto makes an effort to re-sign him. I think they're going to go Kerfoot with uh, Mikheyev and Mitch Marner. Marner a couple seasons ago, 94 points. Spezza with uh, VC and Wayne Simmons. And then they're going to bring in three guys that did not play in the last game, one of whom I really like, Pierre Engvall, a six foot five Swede. And some people have questioned his hockey sense, but he's big and he can skate. And then uh, Babinov, who played for St. Petersburg in the KHL the last six year, and uh, former Regina Pat, Adam Brooks, who led the Western Hockey League in scoring a few seasons ago with 130 points. On defense, Riley and Brody. Muzzin and Hall, Dermott and Bogosian. The Leafs play 4D, 20-plus minutes. Dermott's only playing 1047 per game. Bogosian's at 1224. I, I don't know if we got a starter for Toronto. I don't know if that was verified yet. Anderson, by the way, is 2-2 two and two this season with a 3.01 goals against average and 886 save percentage. What does it say that we don't even discuss the starter for the Oilers? We know it's going to be Miko Koskinen, who's 2-3 and three this year, a 3.24 goals against average, 906 save percentage. So Edmonton... And the Toronto Maple Leafs, again, that's your game day report brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. Quickly now, we're going to do a one clip each from Darnell and Zach Cassian. Brennan, I apologize for, he did he did a lot of work here putting these together for us. But uh, I, Darnell Nurse has taken on added minutes, though not easy minutes because he's not on the power play uh, like Oscar Clefbaum was. But he had these comments on his increased workload without Clefbaum. But yeah, that's why I work out in the summer. Uh, summer, get ready for the season. Uh, it hasn't felt uh, overwhelming at all, and um, you know it's. Hopefully, we'd like a, a few more wins so far uh, this year, but 
yeah, as, as the season's gone on, as the games have gone on, I felt more and more comfortable. So um, just, just looking forward to, to what's, uh, what's next. And uh, Zach Cassian hit the crossbar in the last game, and it's been a question that's been uh, it's been a conversation point about the fact that Zach's the guy that maybe benefits from the emotion of the game uh, without the fans. And Cassian was asked today, the morning availability on Zoom, is it harder to shift momentum now without fans? Well, it's definitely different. I'll say that. I think you, I think every NHL player would agree that. Um, I think this whole pandemic has made us realize how much we truly appreciate the fans um, and the energy they create in the building. But at the same time, you have to try to create your own energy. Obviously, uh, it might not be there every shift, but uh, um, especially my job is to to play physical, and I have to find a way to. Uh, to find something to, to get me uh, to do that on a, a night, nightly basis and a shift basis. There you go. So Zach Cassian uh, basically asserting what many of us suggested. That, you know, he's one of the guys that probably benefits from it. And it, trust me, it's not the same. Uh, it wasn't the same when I was watching Tampa, Tampa Bay play Dallas in the Stanley Cup final at Rogers Place. It just, there was an emptiness and a hauling, uh, you know, it's just, it just didn't feel right. And then even when the orders started the regular season, it just sucks without the fans there. I mean, there's such a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, even even in the tough days, you you got to love it if you love the sport. We've talked a lot over the years about veteran players getting veteran calls. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens played Vancouver in back-to-back nights. And a couple nights ago, Jesperi Kakaniemi uh, got whistled for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And... It had me shaking my head because I'm a believer that there should be a little bit of repartee back and forth between the officials and uh, and the players. I'm not saying that you're you should be excessively verbally abusive. Um, you know, there's guys that uh, have some fun and take some shots playfully at me on on the text line, and once in a while, maybe there's a guy that gets a little crass. It kind of comes with the territory. you got to be able to roll with the punches, and I can relate to it because at times 25 years ago, I might have been one of the dummies uh, myself that occasionally said something stupid. In fact, if I recall correctly, I think I said something stupid yesterday, but I digress. Uh, Here we go. Brendan Gallagher actually sort of shed some light on the fact that young players – have to earn respect from officials. It's a lesson that every young player learns. I mean, you guys saw me my uh, my first couple seasons. I got taught that lesson as well, and, and he'll be fine. Um, you know, the referees, they like to to make a point with younger players to, you know, you got to show some respect, and there's got to be a relationship, a little give and take. Uh, I think he's going to learn a little bit quicker than I did. And, uh, you know, all I said to him was, if you got a problem, just go to Webby, come to myself. Uh, we'll talk to the refs. It's not a, It's not a problem at all. You know, Paul, same way. Uh, we're happy to do it for you. It's just, you know, early on in your careers, refs like to, to make a point. It's just the way it is, which is fair. You understand it, you move on. And, uh, you know, I thought he responded well, and he, he scored a big goal for us. Veteran players get veteran calls. They get the benefit of the doubt. You know, like you're a foot away from the icing and uh, or a foot away from the center ice line. Defenseman steps up, takes away your time and space. And you chip it past him and, or you fire it at the end of a, you know, you're trying to get off on a change. And sometimes you'll see veteran guys get that call and you won't see rookies get that call. It just kind of comes with a younger player get that call. I know I absolutely lost it in Winnipeg about five years Six years, oh, it was more than that. It was Nugent Hopkins' first or second year in the NHL. So we're going back to 2011-12 or 12-13. 
and he barely said anything, and Mark Jonet shooshed him away. And this was a guy who was, I think it was his second year, so he had a hell of a rookie year. He should have won the rookie of the year. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is nice and polite. He doesn't verbally berate officials, and he'd been hooked down on a breakaway, like hooked right to the ice, and there was no call. And Nuge kind of circled back and put his hands out like, and the ref just looked like Jonette, and I was livid. And uh, there's a little bit more to that story, but uh, pretty, and my expectation was all winners coaches would support Nugent Hopkins in that situation. And that's, but that is, there's, that's a bit of how the league works, and Gallagher reinforced it right there. All right, into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, wishing you and yours all the best here in 2021. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and back. At the 6.30 Chet Studios, a big part of the show, Brendan Escott. Okay, Oilers-Leafs is actually the only uh, matchup in the Scotia North Division tonight, but the Dallas Stars will finally begin their season at home to Nashville after having, I believe it was five total games postponed due to COVID. Later on tonight in the West, Arizona hosting Vegas and Colorado is in Anaheim. Pierre-Luc Dubois playing a total of three minutes and 55 seconds for John Tortorella last night uh, before being benched for the remainder of the game. The plot thickens there. Dylan Holloway uh, with another two-assist game against uh, Guy Godowski's Penn State, uh, giving him five points, Bob, in his last three games at Wisconsin. He's got two goals, seven points, and seven games total now. Raphael Lavoie, two points and two games for Vasby over in the All-Svenskin this week. That brings his season total to 25 in 34 games. All right. The American Hockey League uh, put their schedule out today. Bakersfield will play 40 games. They'll play tw- uh, 19 of them in April and May, which would be around the time. Uh, season might be over for Sheleftia, for Philip Roberg, uh, CSKA, for Seska, for Dmitry Samarukov, Vasby, for the aforementioned Lavoie. Oh, and probably for Wisconsin as well. Keep that one in mind. I wonder whether or not the Oilers look at signing Holloway at the end of the season. Could end up at Bakersfield. As for Pierre-Luc Dubois, Brendan, you ready for this? You ready for the triple whammy effect for Pierre-Luc Dubois? Mm-hmm. He is represented by Pat Brisson. Guess which other two prominent Blue Jackets players who happen to be the two best players on their team Dubois would be the third best player on their team. Guess which other two players Brisson also represents who've got deals coming up in the next two years? Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski. You know, that might be a relationship you might want to work on there. I just, I, I, I got to tell you right now, what happened last night with uh, John Tortorella, who's done a good job. He's built a competitive team in Columbus Coach the coach the team competitively, but that situation just really puts the screws to Yarmo Kaikalainen involving uh, one Pierre Luc Dubois. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back in orders now for the River Creek Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad.